What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop. On Big MX Radio. All right, welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast show brought to you by FMF. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and a young man who's got an FMF system on the back of his bike, as far as I'm, as far as uh, to my knowledge, Joey Crown, number ninety-five down in the states, the three thirty-five up here in Canada. Joey, how's it going? Going good. Going good. Awesome, my friend. Well, uh, it's it's not too often I get to talk to a rider who's uh, performing on both sides of the border. But uh, and, and I think you're 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 back to uh, you're going back uh, Canadian side this weekend. Thir- currently third in points in the MX2 class, but uh, not too far in your rearview mirror is uh, is Millville, my closest national, and uh, you were able to walk away with a 15th place overall. Before we get into your results. Uh, who the heck is Joey Crown? Who do you ride for to here in 2018? Uh, yeah, um, Joey Crown. I've been racing since five years old, and uh, this this year, this summer, I've been racing for the Cobamex Redemption Racing Team up in Canada, uh, racing MX2 250 class, and then on my off weekends from racing up there, I uh, race in the U.S. Nationals, U.S. Nationals down here, and on my uh, 250 that I got, and it's been going pretty good so far this summer. Absolutely. Uh, those who uh, are familiar with you on social media, uh, kind of uh, breaking onto the scene with some really cool edits that you were able to uh, put together in years previous when you were on the green bikes, but uh, now racing with the uh, the Club MX Redemption Racing KTM team, um, uh, a whole new uh, start for you, and... Uh, like uh, let's talk about the Triple Crown series before we talk about the the American stuff. Um, four uh, four podiums for you so far, uh, and uh, and and a share of the of the podium as far as the points go. Uh, if not for some uh, for some bad luck uh, mixed in there as well, I think you'd be uh, you'd be an odds on favorite to be uh, uh, leading this championship. Yeah, it's been a pretty solid year so far. I've got four podiums and a couple bobbles and crashes that probably kept me out of the points lead but um yeah i'm still 10 points down so i'm pretty happy with that and um just 
been plugging away and I'm where I want to be. I'm still in the title hunt. I'm, I'm ready to start to win in some races and get some overalls. I did get a, a moto win a couple weekends ago, which is nice, but, um, just ready to start, ready to put together a consistent weekend and put me on that overall and start closing that points lead and take it down right to the last round. Yes, sir. You've been on uh, on the gas in a big way up here in Canada. But uh, I, I got to ask, I believe this is your first year racing all of the uh, Canadian Nationals, uh, of which would be your uh, your favorite track so far uh, racing in Canada. Um, uh, my favorite track probably so far would have to be uh, McNabb Valley, yes. I think, uh, Manitoba. That was probably my favorite, favorite round I didn't do the greatest there, but I did like the track. It was pretty cool elevation, some cool jumps in it and stuff. So, well, awesome. favorite so far for sure. That's my home race. You didn't even know that, and you picked my the the, <laughs> the track in my in my backyard. So I had to I had to, to ask for uh, you. Uh, revealing that information uh great to hear that you enjoyed McNabb Valley Raceway yeah uh, as far as the prairies are concerned not too much elevation change but all of a sudden you show up at McNabb Valley they got some hills they got some sand they got all kinds of great terrain for you guys to do what you do and uh yeah like you said not the results uh maybe not the a perfect day so to speak for you but uh either way uh you're you're you've put yourself in a good position in this championship and obviously with Sean having uh having not the greatest of the last weekend uh, tightens everything back up, and uh, with only th- I think it's three rounds to go, uh, you guys are uh, you guys are all neck and neck. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, getting pretty close. Um, unfortunately, the Sean had a bike malfunction last weekend, and uh, which ended up closing up the the points gap, uh, made it a little more interesting and for everyone to to watch and whatnot. But yeah, it's um, definitely coming on to it. Every I mean. Jess, uh, Moff, my teammate Ozzy, I mean, Marco, they're all riding really good, so definitely going to be a battle down to the end for sure. For Absolutely. And then also, also on the state side, you've been also able to uh, compete in a number of rounds of the uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross AMA National Series in the 450 class aboard a 350. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, going to the 350 rather than jumping on the, the 450 and uh, and mixing it up in, in, the, uh, in the states where obviously you're, you're from the states and, and I think that's the connection with uh, Club MX in general. But um, yeah, tell us a little bit about mixing it up with these guys because you jump into that series immediately battling uh, with guys like uh, Kyle Cunningham, Ben LeMay, uh, Jake Masterpool, who have all been in that series throughout the summer. Yeah, it's, um, it's been good for me. I I did uh, Southwick and Millville so far, uh, a couple weekends off that I had, and it's really a really a last minute thing. I was originally supposed to be able to race um, uh, race my race two fifty down here in the states, but that kind of fell through so for Muddy Creek, and then I ended up racing. Southwick last minute, and I was like, well, let's go. I mean, it'd be good training, right? Yeah, go and race sure. and rough track and good experience. So I went and practiced, and it was kind of rough, but I made it into the the show, and first moto was rough again. A couple falls, but second moto, I ended up getting a 12th. I was pretty happy with, and yeah, um, and just shows that I'm able to compete with a 350. I was, that two going in was a kind of, not no clue really what to expect to riding a you know old 350 with 40 hours on it and just a pipe <laughs> ignition 
and uh, but I actually got got some pretty solid starts and was able to do pretty good and end up getting a championship uh, dealership by me helped me out with getting a new one for this last race and um, yeah, at Millville and that one went a little more consistent I guess I scored points both motos right um, but uh, didn't quite get as good as overall but I was happy with my consistency was better and I rode better but um, this might our results necessarily didn't um, show it as well first moto I pumped up pretty good I was up front in the top 10 battling some guys and feeling really good and end up pumping off a fade in and second moto I feel like I rode a lot better but I crashed a couple times and but I still managed to get a 15th overall which I was pretty happy with hey absolutely anytime you can be on the ground two times throughout a day and uh and still come up with a 15th of place overall is a positive day for you and uh and you've shown a ton of skill so far too in 2018 um building off of uh, some successes in previous previous years um what do you attribute uh your your speed to the most uh as far as your your progression throughout the sport what where what areas in the in recent history have you really kind of tightened things up and allowed you to uh lead laps be inside that top 10 in the, in the 450 out, outdoors uh in the states like what what's uh really turned the page for you um it's just i think for me it's just the consistent racing and just building off of every weekend and i'm you know, trying to just stay healthy and i had this winter uh, supposed to race supercross and then got injured and so i was coming off that injury i didn't have too much time before the season but um i just focused on getting back riding and and just putting in lots of laps, and that's down at Colomax, and those guys helped me out racing, riding with, you know, McAdoo and Brayton and uh, my teammate Osby and all them guys, uh, fast guys down there. That definitely helped me transition into the, the season and, and doing solid. And, and I'm working definitely a lot on my mental side of things, too. It's definitely a big key to the sport, which I've not really worked much in the past. So that's been been helping me and just trying to believe in myself more and, and, you know, which has been helping me in my results and I've been getting better. So just keep building and try to take positives from every weekend and get, get better every weekend. Just kind of my goal this, this year is just try to stay healthy and get a good base year under me. For sure. There's something to be said for having that year of just consistent racing results and, and, and you're, you're, you've been successful with that. Um, do you find that, uh, I think this is congruent with pretty much any uh, rider that you see a, a big uh, jump in their results or the, their ability seems to uh, take that next step is surrounding yourself with those riders that are not only professionals, but also uh, they've got that X-Factor type of speed like a, uh, a Cameron McAdoo or a Justin Brayton. You surround yourself with people like that and it's kind of uh, monkey see, monkey do and you're able to uh, like just attain levels that otherwise you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, it uh, definitely helps for sure. I've always, I've always had, I've, I, mean, I still do have flashes of brilliance and, and uh, you know, good speed or good, you know, section here, you know, like I'm just, always been pretty inconsistent is trying to find my consistency and definitely helps riding with guys like that um keeps you on your toes and gives you something to gauge off of you know and in the past and i've always been kind of doing it i'm kind of like on my own i guess you know riding seems like by myself a lot of the times and and where i like with other kids that aren't as fast as me and and we're going to club and riding with those guys that are you know pushing me every day and definitely helping me keep me on my toes and, and and learning from them too 
uh, Brayton from, I mean, his successes and, and definitely helps and helps me improve, improve my skills and, 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 and learn from it, right? Absolutely. No, you're, you're, you're on the right track, my friend. So obviously, uh, this season, you're switching, switch, switch brands a little bit. Um, and obviously, you were on Kawasaki's for a long period of time. Uh, take us through the switch a little bit, how that came together, and uh, in your relationship with the team uh, that you've been working with them for a year now. Uh, yeah, transition um, went pretty, pretty good. I was, I've been in Kawasaki's since 2014, so been on them for a while. And there's a little bit of a definitely just the, the changing brands was big um in adapting to the different bike and uh just a lot of stuff's different but um definitely like the ktms are a lot lighter and and felt felt pretty comfortable on them right from the get-go it's, it's been a minute like i've it's been a while since i got the stuff handling right it's been kind of struggling with but i feel like i got a pretty good setting uh last weekend at millville so carrying in the rest of the year would be good but um, and then working with the club racing team has been nice being on a team with them guys and, and being able to fly into the races and they have my race bike there. And my dad's been coming to the races with me and uh, wrenching for me and my bikes and my bike and stuff. So it's been, been cool, uh, doing that. The team team's been good and great people, uh, surrounding by and, uh, their, their beliefs and everything is, is good. And, um, I'm pretty happy with the team and good good year to get me back going again and and to build off of for sure. You you know it, man. Like uh, as far as uh, your progression, you need to have that uh, that steady year under you where you're you're all you have to worry about is racing. And uh, another thing you don't have to worry about is traction, especially with that rear wheel. Uh, the Hoosier tire, brand new for 2000, and I believe it came out uh, late last year, 2018. They're still developing as well, and uh, you yourself, I'm, I'm sure, have had some opportunity to aid in the development of that tire. Tell me a little bit about that, because I think your team manager would uh, uh, skewer me if I don't at least ask you about the Hoosier tire. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The end of last year, I think December, I think November, December, uh, I was just when I first got on the KTMs and got testing, riding Supercross for, uh, to get ready for the Supercross and stuff down at Clomax and, um, Hoosier had some tires that they were, they just started developing and had me and, um, Sewell and a few other guys down there testing them and helping them develop it. And they're initially, I was pretty surprised at how good they were right out of the box. Um, and then they had, had some had some things for them to work on and they worked on and it's, they've been getting better and they're uh definitely a lot softer compound tire which is quite a bit different but the traction's pretty good and the hard pack and they've been coming out with new tires actually they just we just got a new tire that i'm going to be testing with tomorrow actually um working with and i'm pretty excited about they kind of critique some things that i had issues with the other tires and it should be a lot better and and then I believe they're working on front tire right now too. That should be should be good. I'm excited about. So. For sure, absolutely. Anytime that you can get a leg up on the competition or maybe run something that nobody else is having, it's kind of a little bit of an X factor for you. And uh, yeah, no, they seem like uh, a, a solid tire. And uh, Hoosier obviously not uh, new to uh, to making tires. They've been doing that for a long period of time. Uh, what were some of the things that? Uh, they've done to improve the tire over the last little bit. So what are some of the things that you're picky about when it comes to tires? Um, 
was just a little bit of the they had they had two tires that we were testing with and the or we were using the the one tire was I think it was a little bit soft for my liking and then the other tire was a little bit uh, too hard for my liking and my my teammate had similar views on that so they they just got a tire that's kind of in between and and in between those two and they don't uh, heat up as much in the races and get even softer so uh, pretty pretty excited about testing that tire and um, it should be right in that sweet spot like right where I want it right where you need that to be so you can click off those lap times and uh, continue your charge to the front of the pack of both the MX2 class and uh, 450 class out down south uh, respectively um, something that you don't see too often um, is is a guy switching gear brands uh, depending on what uh, what country is in. I, I can't remember if you were on uh, if you were in Fly this last weekend or not. But uh, um, why do we see you uh, switching uh, switching brands as you uh, go across the border? They just do you do you get to the Canadian border trying to go back to the states and they're like, no, we're keeping the Fly stuff here. It's way too cool. <laughs> no, um, is uh, originally. Like the team for Supercross was Answer okay. um, Gear, and then um, the original the the deal on our side we thought we we're running Answer in Canada, but it's just whatever miscommunication, and um, so the Answer didn't want to support us for ride, wearing the gear in Canada. And Fly stepped up, and they said they would help us out and give us a little contingency program. So so we end up doing Fly in Canada, and then kind of same thing. They didn't. They would said they would give me gear for down here, but there wouldn't be no contingency or anything. So I answer, so they would still hold their end of the deal and support me for down here. So yeah, I've been been jumping different gear brands, fly um, up in Canada, then answer down here the past few weekends, which is a little different. But um, now they're both both good good brand uh, gear companies, and um, I like both gear pride evenly. I have to say, fair enough. The reality is is that uh, uh, like. Both gear, like all, there's not a there's not a bad set of gear out there uh, as far as the the major players are concerned, and uh, and y- you guys have more more to worry about than than what's on your back as far as uh, navigating these courses. So I'm sure you just throw on whatever and uh, and make things happen. But uh, like the thing that I, I that sticks out to me the most is that um, and I, it's an earned number uh, in your case, not my case where I, I run the 95. But uh, the nine five down in the states, like that is, in my opinion, the best looking number out there. And uh, and, and tell us a little bit about uh, acquiring that number, running it, and um, and also a paying tribute to your favorite podcaster at the same time. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Last year, I after the Loretta's, I did the last three outdoors um, in, the, in the states and was able to score some points. And and I was just hoping I'd get a national number. And um, yeah, end up getting 95. And I was pretty, I was pretty happy with that. I thought it looked looked pretty cool on the bike, and and uh, yeah, I was pretty stoked to get a national. But I was kind of worried I was going to get one. I didn't score a whole lot of points, but it's pretty cool to get that number and run a two digit two, two, two digit number down here is is cool and something to be proud of. And my dad's, you know, he's had many national numbers back in the day when he was racing. So right, he was a little bit added pressure, like. My dad's, you know, done a couple of races and still got a national number. So I had a little pressure, so to speak, to get get one of my own. Um, <laughs> dad's on the sidelines say, "Hey, I only took me four motos to get one back uh, in my my first year. So uh, you you better uh, battle 
buck up, kid, and, and go out and get your number. 95, nothing to sneeze at. But I think this year, uh, with a couple more uh, nationals under your belt, uh, you, you may be looking to, uh, to drop the 95 and, and maybe uh, go a little further with it. Yeah, actually, so far in these two races, I've gotten more points than I have than I did that, uh, all three last year. So, yeah, hoping to get, get down a little bit lower and um, lower number would be nice. Hopefully score a bit more points in the next few rounds that I'm planning on doing and drop that number down. So where does the 335 come in? Is that a t- was that, like, you, re- you ran that number a lot uh, grow- growing up. Um, where does the 335 come in as far as uh, your favorite number? Were you 35 and had to throw a three on there at some point, or what's the deal there? Uh, yeah, um, when I was younger, my actually my first race, I ran number forty-five. That was my dad's my dad's number, so right. or my dad's number. My first race, and then he's like, he said to pick a number, and um, I I picked thirty-five. I just I just like that number, and and I kind of just ran that. I've been running that all through my mostly through my amateur career, and and then some races somebody will have my number, or um, I'd have to change it and i'll just go to running 335 was kind of my second choice the last last year um last year amateurs i was running 335 also and um and unfortunately kind of my theory was running my last year in a run 335 and then when i turn pro i'll run that number so people will be so people will still recognize me right and then i went to go get my pro license and that number was taken so i had to run uh, 355 for the last few rounds last year. But That's right. I still still looks familiar and looks you know similar uh, number, so wasn't too much of a shock. But um, yes, I guess no really huge backstory on that, but just number I like when I was younger. Yeah, it's it's always interesting to see how that all comes together. Uh, it's often that you you end up uh, just adding a number to it once you get to the pro ranks uh, for a three digit. But uh, yeah, the three thirty five looks good when you're north of the border. And I gotta say, the ninety five might be the best number out there uh, as far as uh, as far as the uh, an earned number can be. Uh, I know it's it's one that doesn't require a lot of points to get, which is probably why I'd, I I would uh, if if I was to get one number, it would probably be way outside the uh, uh, the top one hundred and stuff like that. But uh, um, this season's been really successful for you. Uh, what are your goals throughout the rest of this summer, moving into 2019? Uh, my goal is to just try to keep getting better, and my main goal is to stay healthy and uh, keep building. And but um, I'd like to definitely start the last three rounds up in Canada, win some, start winning some more motos, and get get some overalls on our belt. And my goal is to win that championship. Is my main goal up on that side of the border and, and uh, down here, I hope to, before the year is out, get a top 10 overall. It would be pretty awesome in, in my Vic and hopefully secure secure something for next year and uh, racing Supercross and motocross down here is is uh, my goal have to be. And also this fall, I hope to do a couple GNCC races and some fun little two-stroke races and, and whatnot. Um, Maybe do some Canadian Supercross stuff too. Uh, we'll see when the when the time comes. I got a lot of racing be, uh, before then, but yeah, say that's what my my goals are. Yeah, well, you you got a busy schedule, my friend. I imagine we'll probably see you at Ironman last national of the year is the the weekend after the last Canadian national, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll uh, be there and also hope 
to do Unadilla too. I think that's a weekend off. Okay. I think three weeks from up north. So, so five five pro nationals in five weeks. Uh, ain't no rest for the wicked when it comes to Joey Crown, which is pretty cool to hear. Uh, you've been clicking those off, my friend, and. Uh, um, Honestly, this has been like a a real pleasure to have you on. The last question I have for you is uh, whether or not you still are in possession of a Kawasaki KX125, my particular favorite bike of choice, and uh, if so, how awesome is that bike? Uh, Yeah, I I still got it. I don't think I'm going to sell that bike. I uh, got that thing in... um, I'm waiting to to break her out. I'll get a nice day. I want to go rip that thing. There you go. A bike's a lot of a lot of fun for sure, for sure. And then we had that um, two short video that did did pre- went pretty good uh, a few years back up on YouTube that I did. That was a pretty fun project too. So. Yes, sir. And if you want to go check out that YouTube video, you can uh, go to Instagram, check out uh, Joey Crown ninety five, and uh, the link to that is in the description or in his bio. So go check that out. But uh, Joey, it's been a huge pleasure of mine to have you on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. We finally got you on after uh, at least I think it was about three weeks of trying to uh, negotiate schedules and, and get finally getting you on this thing. But uh, I appreciate you making some time, and I know you got a ton of great sponsors. So now. You give them some love. Yeah, for sure. I uh, appreciate you having me on. But uh, yeah, first foremost, uh, I give up to my my parents for for supporting me all through the years, and uh, my sisters too. They sacrificed and done a lot for me. And uh, then the Color Max Redemption Racing Team, um, Fly Gamma. Uh, shoot, drawing a blank here. Dry thinking about it, but a little bit different. I'm on the podium. <laughs> but, um, Garnet, Garnet boots, uh, Oakley goggles, showy helmets, um, power band, uh, guts racing, uh, Nihilo, Micah, GT1, um, Hoosier tires, uh, you know, I think that's going to have to be it for now. Yeah, I think that just about okay. covers it. If you don't, know all the sponsors uh you can go over to joey's instagram joey crowns 95 and just keep scrolling through those pictures until you uh take note of every single one on there it, it'll be worth your while plus you'll also get to see a a pretty cherry looking kx125 uh posted not too long ago but uh um thanks for coming on joey really appreciate the time do not hang up just yet but for podcast sake we're gonna cut it off right there